Listen to these figures from the U.S. government. 37 million Americans, including 11 million children, struggle to get the nutritious food they need. As we pause in this season of Thanksgiving, on this week's 880 In-Depth Podcast, we talk hunger. There is food for everyone, father, daughter, mother, son. There's enough for everyone in our green and growing home. In the desert, in the rain, from the mountain to the plain, there's enough for everyone in our green and growing home. That is the voice of Tom Chapin live in Studio 11B. Tom, welcome. Tom is here with uh, Noreen Springstead, who is the executive director of Why Hunger? And on this Thanksgiving, we want to talk about hunger and poverty in America, in our own community, and what this organization and others are doing to solve it. Um, why don't we start with you, Tom? Music is such a driver, and Why Hunger was co-founded by your brother Harry in 1975. Harry's been gone what 38 years? You you said this morning, and uh, yeah. but his inspiration is magical, isn't it? It is. Uh, it's it's in, in some ways it's it's hard to believe. He was 38 years old when he died, and now this is 38 years later, and a the issue is still with us and he was hoping that it could be solved, and we know it can be. And B, it's been the, the organization that we're all a part of and we're talking about today, Why Hunger, is stronger than ever and doing wonderful work. And I know if he was here, he'd be, first of all, in the middle of it, and second of all, be extraordinarily proud of the, the, the way, the shape of the work that we're doing. We're putting hungry people in touch with food and helping them towards self-reliance. I was going to ask Noreen to weigh in on uh, the state of the problem today. I, I mentioned the government figures of 37 million Americans. We are doing better, though, right? We are doing better. Last year, it, the number was 40 million Americans. But those are real people with real lives. And half of the people who are on government assistance in the form of SNAP, which is food stamps, are working. Ha- more than half of the people that go to food banks and food pantries and soup kitchens are working. So I like to sort of agitate at that and say, do we have a food problem or do we have a wage problem? 3.6% unemployment. Uh, I was, I think I told you this story the other day when we were when we were preparing for this. Uh, my mother-in-law works at a food kitchen in, um, volunteers in a food kitchen in the Hudson Valley up in the Kingston area. And she told me a couple of years ago they were giving out 500 turkey dinners uh, in the Monday before Thanksgiving, in Thanksgiving week. And she says that number has tripled, uh, wow. that, that just this week there were more than 1,500. And she's talked to some of them, and some of them are relaying stories like they have good jobs, meaning they, they are gainfully employed in the hours they work, but the money they make does not meet what their needs are for their family. Which means that rent and uh, and school costs and car costs and all the, all the other things we we know we have to pay, and somehow food some uh, is one of the ones people th- you know f- by by ch- not by choice but by the the reality they have to to scrimp on, and you think of that what a terrible choice that is for a family to say, well I can't give my do- my daughter or my son or myself enough to eat but I have to pay the 
phone bill. I have to pay this other stuff. There's just not enough money to go around. Yeah, that's a sad state, in, especially such a wealthy economy that we have. I mean, we've got our economic problems. We've got a lot of debt in America, but we've got a lot of money. That's right. And I think inequality is one of the things that people are talking about. It's certainly on the top of um, the minds of the of the newspapers and the radio stations and in people's lives. What does that look like? What does it mean? 60,000 agencies are feeding people every single day in America. We have developed a billion dollar food and distribution system to solve the hunger problem with food charity. And I say we can do much better than that. So when we talk to the organizations on the front line of hunger and those serving people who are working, we say, what's the solution? More than 70% of them had said in a recent survey, a living wage. We really need to think about this as a wage problem, that we, um, people who are working are not getting by. When the federal government defines poverty for a family of four as $25,000 a year, Anyone with any common sense knows that just doesn't cut it. You you just cannot make it, depending, obviously, depending on where you're living. But in New York City alone, I think um, we did some research ourselves. For a single person, it's about $52,000 a year. So imagine feeding a few kids on $25,000. Of course you're going to rely on food charity. Tom, what is it about music that um, that Harry knew and that, that you have discovered uh, over the years that it is such a driver and such an inspiration for people to do good? Well, I think it comes a bit with the territory. You know, uh, uh, if you're a folk musician especially and you grew up with listening to Pete Seeger and Woody Guthrie and the Weavers and, uh, and Peter, Paul, and Mary and uh, somehow the... Uh, uh, doing good work uh, seemed to come with the territory. It was it was not just music, pop music, and making a billion dollars and and being all over the, the, the newspapers. It was having a life in music that that maybe meant something. In fact, that's what it, it, I was twelve and Harry was fourteen and Steve was eleven and we heard a recording called "The Weavers at Carnegie Hall," and the songs were not pop songs. They were real people talking about real things, you know, 16 tons, what do you get? Another day older and deeper in debt. St. Peter, don't you call me cause I can't go. I owe my soul to the company store. This is not a new problem, you know. And the fact that they were singing about that just galvanized us. That we want to do this kind of music, you know. And and so that was 60 some years ago, you know. And, uh, and uh, I live in the Hudson Valley. And I, if you told me that I would actually have known Pete Seeger and, and spent time with him and done concerts with him, I would have been, are you kidding me? How cool. But I'm thinking about uh, uh, one of the early benefits I did with, with uh, Harry and, and Pete uh, out in Long Island at, at uh, Huntington High School. And before the, uh, before the concert, this, this young high school kid had to do a, a, a uh, an article about for the school paper, and he, and he comes up to Pete and says, Mr. Seeger, uh, you spent your whole life doing benefits for these causes and stuff. Has it ever made a difference? And Pete said something that Harry has quoted him millions of times, and now I do too. Pete said, I don't know, but I do know I've met the good people, people with live hearts, live eyes, and live minds. And we went, Bingo. Here we are. This is, you know, 
how many years later, and I'm working with people with live hearts, live eyes, live minds who are doing great work and with our partners the same way. Noreen, you, you, go ahead. You were going to say something. It, yeah, it's re- it just made me think of um, what motivates me and the moving experiences that I've had over so many years. It's when I'm in community with people, really seeing another person's humanity and the value that they have. I think we often marginalize people, don't think about them, leave them out of the American dream when there's so much potential for those 37 million people, could you imagine if they were really engaged in uh, overall prosperity in our country? I think we can do so much better. So standing side by side by pe- with people, that could be having a meal. That could be um, planting a row. That could be harvesting food, working with teenagers in Bed-Stuy where they are learning the skills to to plant, to grow, to harvest, to market, learning about health, seeing the absolute potential in who they are, and just one person believing in them. That makes a difference. And that's that's why Why Hunger as a grassroots support organization, working with people in community to really believe in the power of change that we can solve hunger. I've seen it firsthand. I've experienced it could be an abandoned lot in the Bronx. It could be a, a food program in East L.A. It could be a program in um, Bloomington, Indiana. That's what we do. We believe in the potential of people to solve the hunger problem. Everyone, no matter who, there's a place reserved for you. There's enough for everyone. In our green and growing home There is food enough to share Up to us to get it there There's enough for everyone In our green and growing home In our green and growing home you guys talk about Hungerthon. Uh, your mission is, you know, 365, mm-hmm. 24-7. Uh, but, but this time of year, you're especially focused on raising money to help these organizations that you mentioned, these grassroots organizations. Tell me about Hungerthon. The Hungerthon has been an amazing radio tradition, started in the 70s. I believe this is our 34th annual. It's just a great time when people are thinking about family and food and Thanksgiving. It strikes a chord. Hunger is obviously a 365-day-a-year problem. And in the summer, that's when kids go hungriest. So the Hungerthon campaign is our chance to take over the radio airwaves, talk about the issue, and raise really important funds to fuel our work for the year ahead. And, Tom, we had this quick conversation off the air a little while ago. Do you ever worry that... uh the memory of Harry, um, you know, fades with, um, I mean, I see it on, you know, in, in the eyes of young people, you know, like Debbie, who's in here with us and Noreen, um, you know, and the folks that you play for. I mean, I, I'm convinced that, that his music lives forever and his inspiration lives forever. But how do you make sure that, that what he started in 19, what he and Bill started in 1975? Well, uh, as I said earlier, the amazing thing is how how incredibly it's the good work has been doing, and how many people are are all of us here in this room, and all of us listening are are 
are, are hearing this and, and understanding it. Uh, the, it. It's an amazing thing, really, to, to think about, Harry. There's going to be a new documentary coming out uh, in the fall, in the spring, I guess, sometime, called When in Doubt, Do Something, which is a watchword for, for Harry. And uh, the other watchword with family watchword was Two's Company, Harry's a crowd because <laughs> he he you know when he got a bit into his you know he got a bite on something he was like just do it and uh, and I remember talking to uh, a couple of years ago to Mike Francesa and he says the guy was like a saint where he was well half the money was going to to other people and nobody does that and I didn't say the thing afterwards I said you know what I should have said was you know he was no saint but when Harry had an idea that he really believed in and he got the bit in his teeth. He, I'm going to make this work. We can make it. It was always we. We can make this work. And that's really the watchword here. And that's the reason people remember him. It was not about, look at me, I'm singing this song. It's we can do this. And that's the watchword for Bill Ayers as well. And our organization is not about that why hunger is going to solve all the problems. It's about why hunger and its partners and you and me together, this is a solvable problem. And that's the big, the, and to, so in my mind, uh, yes, uh, regardless of whether it's Harry's name or not Harry's name, uh, the organization and the idea of what we're doing is, not, is a we idea. Only, the only way it's going to work, and it happens every year, you, you know, we're here on these radio stations, and last year over a million dollars came in. Uh, that's, that's not Harry, that's not me, that's we. Noreen, last word? I get to see the world through uh, the eyes of my three daughters. They're really the next generation. And they're really concerned about what comes next. And I also think they're very aware that we have to come together to solve social problems and build a better future for everyone. And that's a bit of what the Hungerthon sure does. And for people who want to give or people who want to learn more information? You can go to hungerthon.org to learn about the campaign, but Why Hunger is a force um, all year round, so whyhunger.org for more information about our work. There is food for everyone, father, daughter, mother, son. There's enough for everyone in our green and growing home. There's enough for everyone in our green and growing home. Thanks to Noreen and Tom, and I would like to quote Harry and say, do something. Happy Thanksgiving. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.